What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Spitfire Podcast. I am your host, Lauren Lemonian, the Spitfire Coach, coming to you with another episode to help kick your life up a notch. Uh, we are in some crazy times right now. Uh, we are in month six of a global pandemic, a you know crazy time leading up to an election with so much stuff going on. And then we've got social injustices being exposed. We've got millions of people out of work. And the way that we're working, the way that we're educating has changed. Everything has changed. And it can be really scary and uncertain and frustrating to make sense of all of this. And I wanted to record today's episode because I've been getting a lot of insights from my coaching sessions as I've done in past episodes. And I really wanted to share this nugget that I think can help you. I mean, when I see the light bulbs and those insights come from my clients, I think, hey, if this can, ha- if this can happen to one person uh, and it can help one person, imagine what it can do to the, the millions of people who listen to this show, right? So today we're talking about using our emotions, the not so good feeling ones, to give us insights on our blind spots and next steps. Now, I've written a lot about this stuff uh, related to productivity and time management uh, and even project management. And I wrote a blog on achievement planning. And there's a four-step process to this to first understand your purpose and then understand the the why behind it related to that. And then the step-by-steps of what's needed to make this happen and then how to execute it. Um, And then acting. A lot of times when people get stuck they immediately think of, I have to solve this, how do I solve this? But they don't really take the time to think about, well, what am I actually solving for? What is the problem? What do I want? And why do I want it? When we don't have clarity, we jump into this, I gotta fix it now, and we end up spending a lot of time and wasting a lot of time trying things out that don't actually work. And I am a huge culprit of this. I am the queen of, let me just fix it. I'll, I'll look for a solution later. I do this a lot when I cook, which I guess is like, you know, a creative expression of, I'm just going to throw these ingredients and if it needs something, then I'll add it later. But that doesn't always work. When we talk about, you know, actual emotional pulls or project management or decision-making, If we don't have enough information and we start to act, we lose a lot of insight. We lose a lot of critical information that could help us. When we look at how we make a plan and how we act on it and how we execute on it, there are four different sections to it. And if you're familiar with Myers-Briggs, this is right in line with that. So we have the big picture where everything comes together. We can see it. It's probably the outline and some key pieces. We have the step-by-step. What are the key pieces that need to happen? What are the details and the specifics? So what are those little like micro tasks or people that are involved, those specific details that we need to know, those key phrases or those buzzwords that we need to avoid? And then the buy-in. So how do we make sure that everybody's included and loving it and uh, able to speak up and, and, and communicate? So big picture, step-by-step specifics and buy-in. And so what ends up happening is if we jump to any one of those without considering the other aspects, we lose like, I mean, it's 75%. If we're only thinking big picture and then we go into the step-by-step, that's only 50% of it. We're losing the details and we're losing the buy-in. And I don't know if you've ever tried to do something without getting buy-in, but it usually doesn't go well. If we're not really thinking about buy-in, 
then we aren't really thinking of things from other people's perspectives. So it might seem great to us. It might be wonderful for us, like removing mailboxes because we don't want people to vote. Yeah, that was a zinger. Um, but we didn't think about all the people who needed medication and needed to run their business and needed to get their checks uh, and all of the credit card companies that need to get their bills paid. Um, so when we're only thinking from our perspective, we are losing out on the many other perspectives or the many other populations that could be impacted. And maybe you don't care, but I'm assuming if you're listening to the show, you do care. So having that buy-in is super important. Having the specifics is super important because there might be one wire that didn't get attached that might not allow the light bulb to work. So we have to be thinking about all those different aspects of what's important and why is it important. So buy-in buy is important because we want people to be excited and to use it and to, to rave about it and make things happen. We want the specifics so we know that it can actually work. And we need the step-by-step -step process to know when do the eggs need to get added to the mixture? Do what ingredients go together or do they get mixed in with the dry ingredients? And we need to know the big picture because that's going to help us understand the why behind it all. So I know I went on a little rant, we were talking about electricity and we were talking about cooking, but this all makes sense because when we don't have the the what and the why that's that's known and we jump into the how, then it starts to activate these emotions. So if we have ever jumped in too quickly and things don't work out, we might get frustrated, we might get angry, we might be sad and disappointed that it didn't work out. But these are those amazing internal indicators that alert us that something isn't working. And we know it's not working, but we can get that insight of what needs to be explored further. So I want you to imagine that you've worked on a project. Maybe you've thought of uh, a course to launch. I'm working on a course right now, and I'm actually going to give a, a personal example on this. So you worked really hard. You, you went and you planned out this course. You put all the slides together. You created a workbook. You got it approved by a governing body, and you're like, I'm going to launch it in four weeks, and it's going to be amazing. My goal is to have people sign up for it. But you haven't really thought through the process of who am I going to market it to? Are other people going to be interested in? What are the buzzwords that I should avoid? What are the buzzwords I need? And if we start to, to execute on it, and then we get frustrated because no one signed up, what is that frustration really about? So it's looking at where are the opportunities. So I'm frustrated, I could throw it away and say, I, I quit, I give up, I, why bother? Or I can look at, I'm frustrated because I've put an unrealistic expectation on myself by saying this needs to be launched in four weeks without really having a plan, without knowing if this is going to be accepted or appreciated, without knowing is this the price point that works for people. So there's tons of questions that come from that. So if I can remain curious about my frustration and ask it, all right, what do I need? And so what that prompted me to do is to ask for support. I reached out to other people who were in my target audience and said, could you look at this? I'm also working with someone to help me promote it in a different way. I'm investing in myself. And that's really what, what it was about. I wasn't honoring a value in myself, which is all about collaboration and community, but also investing in me. And because I wasn't taking that step, all of these other things started to kind of fall apart. You know, I had gone through the initial step of, I can do this on my own, I'm good on my own. But once it started to breach into that, that area of, I need other people, it started to crumble. 
because I didn't take care of it. I didn't get the buy-in. So I wasn't focused on the, the specifics and the buy-in. I was focused on, okay, I see the big picture. I know the steps. I'm good. But now the emotion of the frustration, because things aren't going as planned, is highlighting this fact that I need to pay attention to the specifics. I need to pay attention to the relationships and the buy-in. And I need to trust and work with other people. So I want you to think of, of another experience that you've had where things haven't really gone as planned, where you felt angry or sad or disappointed or frustrated um, about anything. You know, maybe it was something that you were working on uh, creatively. Maybe you were doing a home renovation uh, and you tried to do it on your own. You realized that you needed three people to do it. Think about those things. What is it that you need to support yourself? And if you have your own business, you are absolutely going to need other people and you're going to need to invest in yourself. So whether that's a virtual assistant or someone to do your proofreading or someone to help you with marketing or graphic design, there are things that are naturally outside of your skill set. And it's okay. In fact, I highly recommend that you acknowledge what is not in your skill set. Even if you can do it, does not mean you should. You know, there are reasons that there are people who are experts in doing things. I consider myself an expert in helping people make decisions. I sometimes suck at making my own decisions, but that's okay. In fact, what we do best for other people is usually what we suck at doing for ourselves. But it first starts with acknowledging it acknowledging what part you might be missing for yourself. If you are a specifics person, you might be missing the big picture. You might be in the weeds so much that you can't pull back and see how does this fit into my future vision. If you're not good with the step-by-step, you may want to bring someone in to help build a plan for you and help you initiate the execution. That's where a virtual assistant can really help out. And if you're not great with buy-in, then this is where having someone who really knows people to help you look over things or to have a sounding board can be really helpful. We are only as strong as we allow ourselves to be. And I, the reason I say this is if you don't allow yourself to reach outside of yourself, you will be limited by your own capacity, by your own skill set, by your own strengths and talents. So this is an opportunity to take full stock and inventory of what you do best, what you don't do best, and what you need to get rid of, what you need to let go and allow other people to do. So I'm saying this as a reminder to me, and I'm hoping that it resonates with you to pay attention to your emotions, allow the feels to happen, and get curious about where they're coming from and where those areas of focus and attention need to happen. We have a lot of work to do. We are in this for the long haul. We have no idea uh, what's going to happen in the next month, but we can control what happens with us today. And we can start to make decisions that work for us, that work for our vision, and allow us to move things forward. So I hope this was helpful. If you're like, Lauren, that's not good advice. That was so dumb. I don't care. That wasn't for you anyway. But if it was helpful, let me know. If you have questions about your business, I'm going to be having more experts come on and talk about their own journeys. Um, feel free to subscribe to the Spitfire podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Forward this on to your friends. Um, but you guys, most importantly, keep being awesome.